listener production. Another down day for our market, but which six stocks helped to keep the losses to a minimum? And what came out of the RBA's June minutes today? Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Tuesday, the 18th of July. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Good afternoon, Laura. Good afternoon, Stevie. We're back again with another loss, unfortunately, after that great week we've just completed. We absolutely are. Second straight day of declines. But last week was a good week, as you alluded to. What was it? It was the best in eight months. There you have it. We had some of the strongest improvements that we've had all year because of partly on hopes of softer inflation and that could lead to fuel rate hikes in the US. But that optimism hasn't really rubbed off and continued this week. No, absolutely not. So we saw another decline in the market today. We fell by 15 points or about a fifth of 1% to 7,284. The market was already off to a pretty poor start at the beginning of the session in anticipation for those July minutes from the RBA. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we got them, the market went down even further. We saw steeper declines as basically we got a warning of more interest rate hikes to come. Well, these minutes, for those wondering, you can get them on the RBA website. It's a few pages long, and it can just give you a bit of insight into what the RBA was thinking when it made the most recent interest rate decision. So you're right. The RBA, as far as you know, the last meeting in July a couple of weeks ago, it basically had two options on the table. One was to leave rates on hold, which is what ultimately happened. But they also were considering a small rate hike. And I think that's exactly. really what got markets a bit nervous. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to that jobs report this Thursday and inflation next Wednesday, whether or not we get a rate hike on, on the 1st of August. Exactly right. And you can see in the minutes there, they had arguments for a 25 mm-hmm. basis point rate hike and also for no change. So the argument for no change was stronger. So if you want to read more into those details, as, as Stevie mentioned, you can find them online. It's definitely interesting to see the the logic behind the, the decisions that they're making. Yep. But all in all... Further rate increases might be needed was the wording in there. Yeah. As far as what we were expecting, we're at CBA economists that leaning towards a small rate hike on the 1st of August, the market overall seems kind of split over what might happen. So roughly 50-50 chance that we'll get a, a rate hike in early August. And from here, the closer we get to like peak interest rates, the more likely we are to see line ball calls where they could kind of go either way. So again, jobs and inflation, the two big things to watch from here. Yeah, exactly right. So the jobs data will be released this Thursday and then inflation will be next Wednesday. So those two things ahead of the next meeting. But if we look at sector performance today, back to the local market today, only four of 11 sectors managed to lift. Financials were the standout in today's session. They lifted 0.8 of 1%. Healthcare managed to rebound from some of its recent losses and that was really boosted by CSL and they ended up being the best performing sector. That was healthcare. However, interest rate sensitive real estate stocks did worse on those concerns about more rate hikes. Resource stocks as well remained under pressure after yesterday's sluggish data out of China. And this was an interesting day. It's one of those where you look at the ASX 200, it's only fallen by a fifth of 1%, but there were six companies that basically held the market up because we could have seen losses three times as much if it wasn't for gains from these six stocks. So very strong gains from the four big banks in particular. These are four of the six largest stocks on our market. CSL, the biggest healthcare stock, up 2%, and Fortescue Metals was up around 1%. So basically it recouped uh, a large portion of yesterday's declines. Uh, quickly mentioned too is that the RBA minutes had perhaps played a part with the declines today, but also that's around the time 
when China's share market opens. And it got off to a pretty rough start for about an hour, an hour and a half after those disappointing pieces of the data released yesterday. Yeah, exactly right. But those were the winners of today, but they were definitely a lot more losers. There were plenty of losers. And right at the top, or I guess bottom of the list, was mm. Syra, which fell about 16%. It supplies graphite to battery makers, and it recorded a really drastic drop in production between April and June. So it produced about 15,000 tons of graphite. That's a third of what it produced three months earlier. So blame that on things like low prices and an oversupply, especially in China. And it wasn't really that clear on you know, what might happen over the short term. It still thinks that things might be quite unpredictable for a while, more optimistic about the medium and long term though. We heard more from InvoCare today. So shares in the funeral services company were under some more pressure today. They came out with an announcement saying they still haven't struck a takeover deal with private equity firm TPG Capital Global. Specifically, they said InvoCare and TPG are continuing to work towards entry into a scheme implementation deed. So they've given TPG extra time to conduct due diligence four times already to come up with an offer. This time around, the offer was meant to expire yesterday. We still haven't heard what the outcome is, so we saw it shares fall 3.7%. And this was an offer made on in mid-May of about $2.2 billion in cash. And this update today was three lines long, basically. So it, it was, was a very short update, very scant on details. There wasn't really much in there about you know what might be ahead. So I guess perhaps that uncertainty has uh, kept investors on edge a little, but also the more extensions they get, you know, you'd have to kind of ask questions on how long this is going to go for and markets might be a little nervous around that. Exactly right. Four extensions is quite a lot. Over a short period of time as well. So that's going to be certainly one to watch. But we also heard from Ansel today, which had a rough day, 14% lower. Now, it's one of the many companies that have updated investors recently telling them what they can expect with their profit results. And we've spoken about that in recent days as well, ahead of the official profit reporting season in August. But Ansel essentially came out with a two-page update, profit goals for the next couple of years. Now, it did say it's largely on track to meet its targets for 2023, but warned of a more challenging 2024. So basically flagged that it reckons profits could fall by as much as 40% next year. So that really had markets quite nervous. And uh, they're going to be spending as much as 50 million bucks to try and boost productivity and, and also to, to grow profits long term. Australian developer Len Lease was on my radar as well today. Its shares fell 5% after an article was released saying that, according to an internal memo, the company will cut 740 jobs globally, roughly 10% of its workforce. So we've been hearing this from a few companies recently. This was another culprit today and in which we saw its share price decline. Yeah, and Metcash was another underperformer today. It did drop back. It was a good reason behind why it actually fell. But Metcash is a company that basically supplies or distributes groceries to IGA supermarkets across the country. And its shares were down by roughly 4 to around 5% for most of the session, finished in the red by 3.7%. The reason is it went ex-dividend today. That's the cutoff for who's going to get a dividend payment. So it's paying out an 11 cent dividend on the 21st of August. The shares fell by 14 cents, so only slightly more than the payment. So basically, if you buy shares in Metcash tomorrow onwards, you're not going to be getting that next dividend payment in August. And that's why you see the stock dropping back. 
Exactly right. We also heard from rail freight operator Horizon. They didn't do so well. This seems to be a theme today that companies aren't doing ran out of so steam, well. Didn't yeah, they? definitely ran out of steam. So they hosted an investor day presentation. They said, said earnings are going to be within the guidance range, but towards the lower end. So investors weren't too impressed by that. It was due to wet weather, mine production issues, and labor shortages. So that impacted their March quarter. They also gave some insight into what next year might look like for the company, so FY24. The numbers that they're forecasting show hope for some some sort of a recovery next mm-hmm. year, but we'll definitely have to wait and see what happens. Again, today it shares down 5%. Yeah, so they flagged something like 13% profit growth, but you're right, you know, the lower end of guidance for the current year or at least the full year 2023 seemed to really hurt stocks. Another company in focus was IGO, which is nickel and lithium miner we spoke about yesterday. It was one of the worst actually on Monday and today was one of the worst again, down almost 4%. So it basically wrote off about a billion dollars from the value of two mines that it bought last year from Western areas. And today a couple of brokers became a bit more cautious around what the shares could be doing for the next 12 or so months. Just to end it on some good news, we did have GrainCorp lifting today after receiving a 12% lift in its target price. So they were one of the top performers today. Yeah, and interesting when it comes to grains as well. Last night, there was a deal which allows a safe export of grain from Ukraine through the Black Sea to Africa and parts of the Middle East and parts of Asia. That's been in place for about 12 months. Well, that deal collapsed last night with Russia refusing to play ball and participate. And the deal was helping to transport wheat and to keep prices kind of down. So that's going to be perhaps one to watch if if nothing comes out of this that's positive. Um, and if there is a shortfall of grain, you could see certain stocks receiving a bit of attention. Exactly. Now, looking ahead to tonight, there's plenty on over in the US. So earnings season, we'll hear from Bank of America and Morgan Stanley. Yep, that's going to be a big one. So the profit reporting season is going to keep ramping up from here. We also have an update on retail sales in the US, which is going to be very important because it could show perhaps that spending is still doing reasonably well, lifting maybe roughly half a percent over the month of June. Well, that's that's the expectation, right? That's the expectation. And part of the reason why there is an expectation of growth perhaps is that people are still in jobs. You know, the unemployment rate is still quite low under the circumstances. Exactly right. And that's going to be a big factor when it comes to the interest rate decision, which will happen next Wednesday. So we're coming up to it. That will be one to watch and it could potentially move markets tonight, potentially has has an effect on our market tomorrow. A few smaller things, industrial production, housing market index to find out what home builder sentiment looks like. Actually, one quick thing, Canada is also going to release some inflation figures today. So in the next couple of days, we're going to be getting some inflation figures from different countries. It might not be hugely market moving, but inflation very closely tied to to interest rate hikes or pauses. So that's still going to be important. And then we move on to tomorrow. We'll have the Westpac's leading index, so predicting the direction of the economy. And then Telix Pharmaceuticals will be releasing earnings tomorrow, but at the close of market. So basically investors will only have a chance to react on Thursday, but that'll be one to watch early Thursday morning. Probably even more important for how a market does tomorrow is we get some quarterlies from mining and energy stocks. So Rio Tinto tomorrow morning before market open, we'll be out with a quarterly, the largest iron ore miner. Then Woodside, the biggest energy stock on our market. Then Northern Star, one of the larger gold producers, not the biggest, but it's up there. 
So that will certainly be quite important, I think. We're going to keep getting these figures. And today we saw you know, already a couple of quarterly updates which were poorly received. So can always impact stocks. We get inflation out of New Zealand as well tomorrow before market opens. So just around 8.45 a.m. And then later on in the evening, we'll keep that We'll keep for that tomorrow, a, secret a secret for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just look it up probably somewhere. Actually, there will be inflation out of the UK at 4 p.m. So actually before market um Oh, before we get closes. a chance to yeah. speak to our listeners. Exactly right. There you have it. Well, big day on the share market. Fingers crossed for a better day tomorrow. But I guess that'll really depend on what happens tonight. Absolutely. Have a good evening, everyone. We'll do this again tomorrow. Catch you then. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.